Hello, and welcome to the School of Attraction podcast. I'm Damien Deeker, and I'll be talking to you about a range of topics from dating, attraction, masculinity, sexuality, life philosophy, and much, much more. So without any further ado, let's get started. I hope you enjoy listening to today's podcast just as much as I've enjoyed creating it. Hey guys, very often when I get a new client coming to me, he or she will start vocalizing a frustration about the opposite sex. I'll hear, why do women expect me to pay for everything? Or why are all men so bad at listening to my needs in bed? Basically, whenever we have a recurring frustration with the opposite gender treating us badly in some form or another, poor boundaries are almost always to blame. It shouldn't be news when I say to you that both men and women are attracted to people with strong boundaries, and that people with strong boundaries rarely get mistreated. It still happens, of course, but it's never recurring, and it's super rare. But boundaries can feel confronting. How do you tell a man or a woman that something isn't okay with you without breaking rapport and killing attraction? Perhaps more importantly, how do you do it without sounding like you're just having a whinge, like a big crybaby? Let's have a chat about that today. First up, I want to give a big shout out to this YouTube follower, sorry but I can't say your name on this video, who suggested the topic for today's video. Remember, if you love this content, like my channel and subscribe so you don't miss out. So what makes boundary setting so hard to get good at are these two laws of boundary setting. The first is pretty obvious. The weaker your personal boundaries, the more likely people are to violate them. This is either because the boundary is so weak they assume you don't care, or because your boundary is so weak they don't think it's worth the effort to avoid violating it. The second law of personal boundary setting is the kicker. The weaker our boundaries, the more angry we get when someone violates them. So, not only do more people violate weak boundaries without even noticing or caring, the more angry it's going to make you when they do. And I'll say this right now, if you've ever watched yourself cross someone's boundaries, seen them get annoyed and try to mask it, and still not say anything, you'll know that it causes you to instantly lose some respect for them. And this is a huge silent killer in the dating landscape. A man gets annoyed that a woman did something on a first date, he feels very annoyed by it, masks it, then wonders why she lost interest when he didn't even say anything out of line. You can't mask emotions as well as you think you can. And so the first thing about boundary setting that we must change right now is that you will always honor your own boundaries. If you repeatedly allow boundaries to be crossed, then your self-integrity is compromised and men and women both will see that as a sign that your boundaries are worthless because we can always pick up on weak or strong boundaries in others. But why so many of us really struggle to start establishing strong boundaries is that we don't really know what good quality boundaries look like. And if you struggle with boundaries, you likely didn't grow up with a healthy reference point. Most of us think boundaries look like this. I hate it when women are late for dates. A woman arrives at our date 20 minutes late with a weak apology and no good reason. The first thing I do is say to her, it's good to see you, but I hate it when people are late. Please don't do that again. Essentially, they think boundary setting is a strong reprimand. And this is problematic because 
How well do you think that date is going to go now? Right, so when we see boundaries as reprimands or mild attacks on others, we then also must see boundaries as things that break rapport and risk pushing friends and partners away. So we elect to have poor boundaries in exchange for not feeling lonely. Right now guys, comment below if that rings true for you, because this is the core key for so many of my clients. However, reprimands and anger are usually signs of a weak boundary expressed by someone who is having a bad day or who has reached the end of a very long emotional tether. Just think of the last time you actually did strongly set a boundary with anger. Did you feel it was coming from a place of confidence and strength or a place of weakness and neediness? Okay, so as I said, one of my personal boundaries with men or with women is being late. For me, if I'm left waiting somewhere for someone who didn't give me ample warning that we're going to be late, that's a waste of my very valuable time. And that time was wasted without my consent. So let's say I have a Tinder date arranged and there's one thing I can say for sure. I can't control her being on time, but I can do a few things. And often when people first start trying to set boundaries, they confuse setting the boundary with trying to control the other person's actions. But really, boundaries should be about you taking responsibility for your own wants and needs from those around you. So, one, I can ask her when we've just arranged the date, so are you someone who arrives on time or late usually? If she says that she's usually quite punctual, I'll say, awesome, you're my kind of gal. Me too. See you there. If she says, I'm horrible with being on time, then I could reply in one of a few ways. I could make fun of it and say, cool, that's good to know. You are aware the person who arrives latest is supposed to pay for coffee, right? Then I'll put a smiley face or devil horns. Or, and this is what I'll more be, be more likely to say myself, um, sweet, good to know, see you there. And I'll just time myself to be 20 minutes later with my arrival as well. If she asks me about it, I'll just explain that I respect my time a lot and don't like waiting around. Either way, my boundaries now have remained intact. Alternatively, I could arrange the date somewhere that I'd enjoy waiting or can do something else while I wait. So I can arrange to meet her by a lake and if she's late, I'll just relax by the water and take time to breathe and not waste my time because I'm doing something otherwise enjoyable. Thirdly, let's say I didn't use strategy one or two and this woman arrives late to my Tinder date. The worst strategy is to not say anything and be annoyed that she'll get away with wasting your time. So instead what I'll do is I'll wait until the date is finished. If it was a bad or boring date and I'm not interested to see her again, I'll do nothing because there's nothing to be changed. If it was a great date, I'll tell her and line up a second date. When I'm lining that date up, I'll say to her, so I notice you might tend to be late for meetings. Now, I hate waiting around because I value my time. Can we arrange the date at X? In this case, X might be in front of my place or it might be at a cafe where I can do some work on the laptop before she arrives. Perhaps it's in front of my workplace. Again, notice with all the options above, I'm not trying to control or shame her behavior, which crosses your boundary. It's quite possible she will tell me that she'll make a concerted effort in future to not be late with me personally. And frequently this does happen and the behavior changes. But I wasn't trying to make her do that. I was just altering the landscape so that my boundary would be protected. Or rather, my needs to not waste time can be protected.
Here's another non-combative way to handle a boundary. Earlier this year, I dated a woman from Nigeria. She was expecting me to pay for everything on every date, and this is a boundary for me. Now, I could have just reprimanded her and said, I don't like it when you expect me to pay for everything, can we change that? And that would be a reasonable thing to say, honestly. <laughs> but it will create some conflict. She will feel reprimanded and potentially shamed. It might fix the behavior, but it will also create unnecessary conflict. Instead, I said to her, So I noticed that you look for me to pay for our outings together. What does getting the guy to pay mean for you? Now, this starts a dialogue getting her to talk about her feelings around men paying, and especially how it ties to her culture in which she grew up. I'll then, in return, explain to her how it makes me feel used and taken advantage of. From this point, one of two things can happen. One, we agree to a change that meets both our needs, and we are in fact closer than we were before the chat. Or two, we stop seeing each other. <laughs> Either way is the ideal solution. Now, with this particular woman, she was totally okay with this conversation with me. We broke up for unrelated reasons, and she went on a date with another guy who used the first solution of telling her she didn't want to pay for every date. She lost interest in him straight away, expressing to me that she felt misunderstood and attacked. Here's another example. What if you have a boyfriend who constantly makes little jokes about you, and even though those jokes are well-intentioned, they hurt you and you don't like it? What many people will do is, they'll just lose their cool and get angry at their partner about it. Now he feels attacked for something he wasn't even aware was bad, and there's a wedge between the two of you. He's quite possibly even feeling a bit resentful for you lashing out rather than just talking about it. The best solution was vulnerability, and to be vulnerable early on, before that keeps happening often enough that you're feeling mad. Say to him, you know, sometimes when you make these jokes, they hurt me and make me feel like I'm not good enough. I know that's not what you mean to do, but I wanted you to know. If he doesn't stop, bring that up. <laughs> you know, I brought this up and it hurts me that you haven't stopped. That makes me feel like you don't respect my needs. If that doesn't go well, maybe it's clear that this is simply the wrong guy. In all the examples I've just given, the real difference between being strong or weak with your strategies is your willingness to walk away and remove that person from your life if you can't get your needs met. People are very aware on an unconscious level whether you are willing to respond with your feet or not. When I'm dating women and they can feel it in their gut that no matter how hot they are, I'm going to ensure my needs get met in life with or without them, then they always feel more compelled to try to meet my needs, ideally without violating their own. If they don't, then I'm happy to find someone else who will. So really, the key to super strong boundaries isn't in being aggressive or angry or controlling. Those are the behaviors of people with weak boundaries. The key to super strong boundaries that make people like and respect you more lies in being so comfortable with your willingness to walk away if your own boundaries aren't met that you can express your boundaries in a way that isn't attacking or aggressive, but rather vulnerable from a place of subtle strength. When you do X, I feel Y, and it doesn't feel good. And the implicit part, which should never be vocalized, is, and if this isn't eventually worked out, I'm going to walk away. Because that truth will always come out in your body language. Suddenly those words won't feel weak and pleading to the other person. They'll sound more like a warning flag provided genuinely by someone who wants the best outcome.
So to recap, the three boundary strategies that I live by are one, adjust the circumstances so that their behavior doesn't need to change, but my boundaries won't be violated. Two, first seek to understand their actions empathically before stating your own feelings and needs. Three, express your boundary not as a boundary of anger so much as an emotion you don't want to feel. Embarrassment, shame, self-value, and those kinds of things. And fourthly, if they disregard these strategies and refuse to work with you on a solution, walk away. Always, personal integrity is critical to long-term happiness. That's it for today's podcast. I hope you've enjoyed yourself. Don't forget to check us out at schoolofattraction.com. I highly recommend you check out my comprehensive and free dating personality test, which you can find by clicking personality test at the top of the page. Thanks again for tuning in, and I look forward to seeing you in my next podcast.